All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Way of the Truth Warrior on this special Sunday edition, bumping it back one day. Uh, my name is David Whitehead. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to give people a few minutes to jump on, and then I'm going to rock out a whole lot of information for you because today we're going to be talking about masks. And I've done numerous shows in the past on this. I don't know which shows survived all the censoring and whatnot. They're probably still there. Uh, just so you know, you can go back and check all the backlog of my shows um, on Podbean or on iTunes. They're guaranteed to all be there. And um, then I've got obviously my other channels, Rumble, Rockfin, BitChute. I do some on BitChute and a few other places. <clears throat> my main social media is Telegram. So if you want to follow me there, that's where this all got kicked off. That's where this all got kicked off. Uh, there was a post going around. I'm not sure what platform, <clears throat> excuse me, but it's a, uh, it comes from a doctor, one of those Twitter doctors who's saying, and this was recently, right? So they're saying masks are now the most visible symbol of collective action, a symbol of commitment to our collective health, our commitment to public health and equity. I really love that word. The war on masks, she says, is a war on public health itself. Is the good doctor giving you a reasonable scientific argument or is it total bollocks? Let's find out, guys. Stick around. I've been doing some digging in the notes that I've collected for two and a half years on this subject. And I've just squished it down to a little infinitesimal fraction of what I've got. And I'm sure those of you watching on channels like this, um, you've probably been looking into this for quite some time as well. But it's always good to revisit because they're pushing for masks again. It'd be all good if we could just come out, have a big scientific debate, settle it once and for all, and then move on with our lives. But because that is still, after all this time, not permitted to happen, especially on a level where the general public of people who are being totally misinformed by their media and their government officials and their health institutions right now. It's incredible. It's incredible. And I know great big claims like that require evidence, which I will provide, but um, they're bringing back the masks discussion. There's a lot of people guys that want this to become a permanent state of living. They really do want it to be what they've told us from the beginning, which is that there was going to be a new normal. And their new normal is mass psychosis. So we're going to get into that. All right. <clears throat> Where to begin? I've got some slides today. I've got some links. I've got some scientific studies. And I've got some thoughts. And I'd love to hear your thoughts in the chats. Um, and as I am waiting for your thoughts on this subject, Masks, yay or nay? Have they done any good? Have they done harm? Is the argument that was given to us by our authorities, the medical technocracy, the cult of the medics, was the arguments that they give us rooted in science, real science, because they advertise science, right? They always say, we're representatives of the holy cult of the science. You shall not challenge or question us. Any who dare will be banished, their names besmirched, and stricken from every book and tablet in the kingdom for all eternity. Even if 
And especially, they are medical experts and scientists themselves who outrank us, the new religious cult that is now issuing decrees based on our collective insanity. It's something like that. That's my opinion. Um, there we go. How's everybody doing? We're rocking it on DLive, Twitch, Rockfin, and the Foxhole. Check on you guys. I know. And the reason I do these shows, guys, I know because everybody's going to be, oh, you know this, Dave, it's old news. Masks weren't ineffective and they cause problems and it's just a symbol of whatever. Yes, yes. But yet here we are. Here we are, my friends, still having this debate, still having government policy put together to force you to do these things. And they want to do this again. And I think it's because it's a symbol that keeps everybody in fear and mass compliance and blind obedience. It's a symbol. They've even come out and said it was a symbol. They've even said openly, you got Fauci one day saying, no, no, the mask, we can't universally mask healthy people. We've never done that before. Why would we do that? That's ridiculous. Uh, fast forward a little bit. Hey, we got to wear the masks. Two masks. I mean, I'm going to play a clip in a minute. Actually, I'll probably open with it of uh, the mask Nazis in their own words. So this is why they, they really do make my job pretty easy because if I'm here trying to say, here's the other side of the coin, guys, you've got your media and your public officials and all your celebrities and all the people out there virtue signaling on social media saying one thing, and then you've got a huge, massive debate in the scientific world about this that nobody even knows exists, let alone that they could have the ability to decide for themselves which side they're going to trust. Which science are we trusting? Which facts? What's the truth, damn it? That's the whole point of this show. And I'm not saying I've always got it, but I'm here to show you the other side so that you can weigh it out for yourself. Activate this amazing superpower that you have, which is called critical thinking. And then you can decide if you want to put a muzzle over your face all day, every day for how much longer? Like how long are we going to keep doing something that's clearly not working if we're to go with the, what they're telling us? Now we got monkey pox and they're going to say, oh, it's because we didn't wear enough masks. No, no, we wore enough masks. We've already defied all of the history of medical science. We've defied all the history of pandemic protocols. We've done things during this last two and a half years that we've never done before. And I've always come on here to ask you guys, why would that be? Oh, it's because it's a new thing that we're dealing with? Is it really, though? Of all of the viruses or whatever they are, all the diseases, all the sicknesses that have plagued this earth, and here we are doing things that don't have any real scientific consensus? And yet then the people that are telling you, then they're out there telling you, just trust the science, trust us, wear the mask. We'll tell you when to turn the mask thing on and when to turn it off because we know we've got all this data. Well, where is the data? Show us the peer-reviewed literature. You know? So I'm, I'm, I'm digging up some of these old arguments. Some of them are new because guys, they're going to try to do it again. Clearly, they're already pushing for it. We've already got doctors, which I'm very questioned. questioned oh, well, I do agree that, I will admit there's definitely still a lot of people that are still buying into this. And I think there are psychological reasons for that, that 
are well beyond us sitting here debating science, although we're going to do some of that. I think there's psychological mechanisms at play here on an individual level and also the mass psychology that's happening as a result of the messaging that's coming from the people that write the narrative. Who writes the narrative? What do they want? And cui bono? Oh, thank you, Lou Ann on the foxhole for the can. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. It really does help. And Hangover Gang. <laughs> nice name, the Hangover Gang. Thanks for the cookie. Appreciate it, guys. A lovely Sunday. Yes, it is a lovely Sunday where I am. Um, all right. Well, without further ado, I don't want this to be too much running around. Let's get to it. Here is the truth about masks in 90 seconds. And we're going to do a bunch of these so that it just delivers it and you've got all the facts at your disposal. I'm giving you guys ammunition in this information war. We're going to find out what the real science is. And if you want to go along with the program, that is your choice. But in the end, let's at least agree on freedom. Okay? If we can agree on that, we can disagree on a lot of things. But I'm going to present the side that is not being presented, and it's only a fraction of what I got. Okay? Feel free to chip in in the comments um, and send this, save this notes. I'm going to put all the notes, all the slides I present to you today, all the studies on my Telegram channel immediately after this show. And for those of you who still are kind of new to the live stream thing, just if you miss some of this, don't worry. The archive is available immediately after on all of these platforms. And then I also upload it to my Rumble channel. Please follow my Rumble channel. I'm trying to build that channel up. Um, and I put it on my iTunes and my Podbean. So it'll all be available. The facts will be in your hands, and then you make up your own mind. But let's start off listening to these people themselves. That's all we really got to do. Here we go. Medical masks like this one cannot protect against the new coronavirus when used alone. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. A surgical mask, let's start with that one, does not protect you from, the uh, from, from a respiratory virus. It's got uh, leaks all around it and uh, it's really designed as a barrier protection for people in the operating room. That's why they call it a surgical mask. The N95, which is the one that people are buying up, important right. also to understand that uh, that, that N95 mask, uh, I have to be fit tested for it. I've got to make sure I've got a tight seal to wear it as a healthcare provider. The average person out there, the average citizen, that mask is not going to protect them. And as a matter of fact, in most cases, they're actually going to increase their risk of being contaminated with, with a virus when, they, when they're wearing that mask improperly because they tend to touch their face, they tend to move it around. It's very uncomfortable, it's hard to breathe in. Not only are you not preventing yourself from getting uh, a disease, you may be increasing your chance of getting a disease by wearing that, that, that mask. Well, thank you to the High Wire for that amazing clip. They do such a great job over there. I'm actually trying to get Dell back on the show. Um, just 90 seconds, man. That, that's it. It's right there. You can go look it all up. Uh, there's actually a lot of other clips as well. Actually, 
Speaking of which, look, the biggest element to bring to these discussions that I know you're having with your friends and family who think you're crazy for not trusting known liars, criminals, and fraudsters um, is to just show them the contradictory behavior of the people that are issuing these edicts. When they're saying, do as I say, not as I do, and you believe them, that's not even their fault at this point. Like that's your failure to exercise even the basic, basic levels of logic. That's if, if I was the leader of this country or was, was the one out there issuing warnings about a virus or whatever and saying that the only way to protect your loved ones is to wear a mask on your face all day, every day. Leaving aside the fact that, you know, virologists, when working in labs with live viruses like influenza, they wear full body insulated suits that have their own oxygen supply. We're not going to talk about that. We're just going to, I'm going to tell you as the leader to do it because it's the only way. And I'm going to keep creating an emotional argument where I talk about how if you don't do this thing that I'm not going to produce the science to say is actually doing anything and I'm not going to follow it myself. Um, if, if, if I'm not going to do what I'm telling you to do, and if you don't do it, I'm going to fine you and tax you and, uh, get your employer to fire you. I'm going to start making you a social pariah, you know, like, and then I'm not even going to do it myself. And then you're still going to believe everything I'm telling you. It's basic, guys. It's so basic. And so don't even talk about it. Just show them. Oh, did you see this video? Here. Did you see this video? Hey, Mr. True, put the mask on. Stand up for the cameras. Camera's off. Mask off. Let's watch it again. Let's get a little closer in case you missed it, just to make sure. Let's do it a few times, just so it sinks in. Gets up. All right. Pictures are over. Mask off. What's the difference between him sitting there with no mask now? Oh, the virus only strikes at five feet. Oh, it doesn't strike at five feet because he can take it off. And then, you know, we've got how, you know, the guy. Darn it. Sorry, guys. It was muted. Why did it do that? It was like an auto mute. Here we go. Are we back? Okay, good. I'm waiting for everybody. Muted, muted, muted. Sorry. Okay. Trudeau goes to Costa Rica on a private jet, polluting the whole way there more than all of Canadians combined. The, the more he, the amount of flights the man has taken in the last 12 months, 
So there's that contradiction, right? And he's out there saying that Canada, literally the most environmentally friendly place to the point of being ridiculous place on the planet Earth, is he's lecturing us about climate stuff and going after the farmers for all this stuff, all these uh, CO2 emissions, while he's traipsing around the planet, whether it's vacation or business or whatever, in a jumbo jet, and he's not wearing a mask. And neither is his family, neither is the people with him. Why the inconsistency with the mask thing? There's times when he's like super strict with the mask. And I'm sure, guys, I'm just talking about Trudeau because I live in Canada. He's our dictator. He's our world global leader, WEF plant. Whoever yours is, is doing the same thing. Okay. Um, getting caught, not obeying their own science upon which they're basing laws on. Now, the federal mask mandates are not here yet. Uh, we don't have any provincial mask mandates here, but we've got them starting with the, we're recommending the masks, guys. We really, really, we got monkeypox, we got ninja variants, we got the climate change just straight up murking people right now with lightning strikes and just, it's just insane. The heat, it's so hot. And we're going to make you, we really think in this heat wave, you should be wearing masks. Like you do know a lot of elderly people still believe the news is true, right? And they, they, this, oh, Betty, get me the mask. He said to get the mask again. And these poor old people are in trapped in these homes with very little airflow. And it's hot as hell outside. Although it's not even that abnormal. It's just a nice warm summer that we're having. And uh, yet they want them to mask up. What does that do for oxygen supply? What does that do for, right? And then these guys don't even follow their own edicts. That's just, that's the end of the debate. I've already debunked it. It's over, but let's continue. Okay. Let's do even more damage to this cult because it is a cult. It has to be, it has to be, it has to be. Um, yeah, that was a good little video. Oh, this I posted something. I'll just show you really quick. Do you guys remember this? We have to have a really good memory today if we're going to be telling people what's going on, okay? Because they don't have a good memory. People forget things. They're like, they have like goldfish memories. But don't forget, was this February 2021? Fauci saying all three vaccines are 100% effective against death and hospitalization. Has that proven to be true? And so if Fauci comes out and goes, okay, guys, we got to start wearing the masks again, are you going to listen to him? Because he was wrong about this statement. What other statements has he been wrong about? So I just want to show you that one. Save all the goodies, guys. Everything is documented. They're trying to erase some, a lot of, some of the stuff and some of the articles that covered it. Um, I, I try, I had a whole bunch of notes from articles I was looking at in 2020 and most of them are gone to get the 404 now. So they're trying to scrub the net of all the evidence. So make sure screenshots, back it all up, external hard drives, secure cloud drives, that kind of stuff. Okay. We are the media. We are the historians documenting this time. Um, all right, let's go. Where is I going to go next? Okay. Teresa Tam saying some bullshit. I don't, I don't even care. Um, yeah, there it is. 
that was the that was the thing that we that kicked this whole thing off is we've got these doctors that are they are they real doctors are they twitter doctors are they bots or are they real i mean i wouldn't be surprised in either of those scenarios okay but there's a lot of these starting to go around and i've just been doing this for too long now to know that when you start to see these kinds of things popping up all of a sudden when a moment ago we were just talking about climate change and then it keeps and then ukraine and then monkeypox and then uh, systemic racism in our institutions. And then you can't even keep up. It's just information barrage. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, and then the masks, we got to bring the mask back. And we know it's going to be in the fall. Everybody knows we know the government knows. We know the media knows. We know everybody's playing this big game of charade where we all know they're just reading a script and they know we know they're reading a script and yet they just keep reading the script. And it's just this really incredible time. But we know that when they start seeding the media with articles about masks and efficacy of masks and the conspiracy theorists and anti-maskers are the same people that are the anti this and the end and the same people that are all racist Nazis. When they start, when that kind of hits the airwaves and it's what August. So we're up to the fall flu season, cold season. They're going to do it again. That they, they have no choice. There's also the midterms going on in the United States, which if watching what Carrie Lake just smoke Arizona completely, is going to end an indication those guys, the Democrat, the deep state in the U.S. is terrified of what's going to happen in, the, in November. So it makes sense that they'd want to keep the, well, let's switch back to the fear about this. We also know this is about a greater global agenda. We got the farming thing, the food crisis, the whole deal. They're drumming up a lot of different issues at once because what's the ultimate goal? Do you think it's very simple of what they're trying to achieve here? Fog of war, confusion. Division, and they actually don't want us to trust our institutions anymore. So they're purposely overdoing it everywhere so that we go, yeah, the government's corrupt. The media is corrupt. The science is corrupt. We don't trust anybody. And they're like, yep, see, told you. Let's implode it all and make a big grand new world order globally, guys. World government. We'll own everything. You'll own nothing. Huh? What do you say? That's, this, that's what they're going to do. So the masks is... If you think about it, the reason I'm going to talk about masks today on a few different levels is because of how important this achievement was in this massive global Stanford prison experiment. It was so important that they get the mask thing through the heads of everybody, bypass logical reasoning, and just go right to the fear centers, right to the limbic trauma side of the brain, right to the emotional brain, implant the 24-7 fear propaganda, and then everybody's masking everybody, even though scores of evidence comes out almost on a weekly basis now at a high level, debunking the entire argument on us, every level of the scientific argument. Challenges have been issued all over the world to governments and health agencies and doctors and pharma, all these people to say, come to the fight. Let's have a debate. Let's air it live. And let's let the people decide. Let's make a decision after we've seen all this. And these types of things still don't occur. So we have to do it like this, where we're also getting censored in the meantime and fact-checked. And of course, the fact-checkers didn't even exist until the mask debate started back in the beginning, until the lockdowns. They didn't have, though they didn't exist. They were just the media doing what it does. Oh, it's conspiracy theory. But then they didn't have like a fact-checking division. And so when you put all these things together and you actually then witness the behavior of the most flamboyant mask worshipers it's unbelievable 
it's literally like you think you hear about psychological conditions and things like that. But then when you witness it on a mass level all over the world and everybody's telling the same story about what happens with these people, it is a psychological condition that we're dealing with. This has nothing whatsoever to do with health or anything. It's a symbolic ritualized cult that was born out of the mass hysteria that was caused not by COVID. Please stop blaming COVID for it. It was the response and the media narrative created around COVID that caused this psychosis. It was what they told people, the images and the videos that they showed them. They argued this on an emotional level. That's why they were winning the culture war, because most people do not possess logic and reason or a critical mind or even an alert mind to start noticing patterns of contradiction. So they know this and they're trying to keep it going. It's failing. I think this is ultimately going to fail, but we do need to keep putting these arguments out. Okay. So let's do, we did the truth about masks. Let's get into the slides then. Let's do the slides. Um, let me just pull them up real quick, guys. Just talk amongst yourselves for a second here. While I'm pulling it up, I just got to tell you, I, I'm kind of bragging a little bit. I, I, I went away a couple of days, just a couple hours from here and um, started touring around this little cute little town and came across a place called the Fireside Bookstore. And I was like, oh my God, used bookstores. I haunt these places. This is, I love going to these places. Everywhere I go, I go to the used bookstore and I just raid the place and I go and I look every nook and cranny, try to find rare books that they don't know are rare and they're selling them. Like I got the complete works of William Shakespeare for 10 bucks. I got an illustrated 1800s or no, 1900s. It would have been earlier 1900s um, British dictionary series, like eight volumes for like a hundred bucks. Like these are priceless, some of these and all kinds of cool stuff. So I, I love the used bookstores. Keep supporting used bookstores, guys. We need actual physical books in our possession. What if a solar flare hits and destroys everything that's digital? We need documentation. So keep supporting your local used bookstores because um, we need to save that. Uh, all right, we're ready to go here. Let's get that pulled up. All right, so this first slide, we're just going to do a quick synopsis of a few points, all right? This is just me writing some notes on this. This is the ex me explaining the cult of the new science, the new cult of science, although it's not really new. It's just been re redone, but it is a cult, and even though science itself as a method, as a principle, as a discipline was supposed to be the differential between reality, facts, what you could actually prove, and a bunch of nonsense that came from the priest classes. And yet now they've set themselves up as the new priest class that are spreading just as many falsities and, and myths, mythologies uh, as they would accuse their predecessors, the religious institutions of the world. So just wanted to point that out. And here's their cult. This is their religion, guys. The studies, we got the studies, are the new unquestionable scriptures. The experts 
And the journalists are the new selected priest class of this cult. The defiance of health authority guidelines is now equated as the new sin against the holy writ. Contact tracing, you remember that? The corona program, the spy program that they got everybody to participate in. Activating the Stasi police from East Germany again, globally. Contact tracing is the new catalog of lost souls. They will always have the catalog of lost souls. Oh, if you do not obey our precepts, if you do not interpret reality and the holy ones and the divine ones and the gods the way we priests do, then you will be a lost soul and be damned for eternity. Sound familiar? If you don't trust the science, you're a heretic, you're a Nazi, you're a conspiracy theorist, you should be hated and have mud flung at you every day that you're walking about in the street. We'll write attack pieces against you and defame you. It's the same, guys. It's the same. Masks, which is this focus today, is the new symbol of righteousness, fealty, and contrition. It's the symbol, guys. It's a symbol. They have referred to it themselves as a symbol. That's what it is. What does a symbol do? What's the use of a symbol by the elites against the people? Symbols activate imaginary thinking. And then you make associations with the symbol. So one symbol can be shown to you and a whole horde of, of associations can be created in your mind so that every time you see that symbol or hear that sound, that's the image, that's the impression that your mind is under. And if it's not rooted in reality, as all symbols are derived from nature, right? Mostly from the stars and the heavens. Um, but if there's an association with that, that induces behavior in you that would not otherwise be induced, then this is how they can create a mass ritual out of it. And if they want a symbol of compliance so that it's not even about the masks to these people, this will be the argument. It's not about the masks. These people know it's not masks don't work. They've admitted it. It's symbolic of the panic that they want you to feel, which will then elicit behaviors from you and the relinquishing of your rights, your property, your nation, the, the way your, your laws are structured. You'll relinquish all of that. And then eventually you'll be relinquishing your land, your resources, and your wealth, which has mostly already happened as well. So it all starts with the mask as a symbol. And there are many of these types of symbols, but in this last two and a half years, the mask has been that symbol. It's a symbol of compliance. And even when you start arguing logic and reason and facts and recent actual scientific studies that demonstrate completely the opposite of what we've been told to these mask worshipers, you will get a combination of arguments that have nothing whatsoever to do with reality and more to do with, well, it makes me feel better, so just do it. That's literally all they've got in the end. So it's psychological. It's nothing to do with any kind of facts. Fines for, say, coming home back to your home country in Canada, of which you have every perfect right to do without being harassed, detained, or fined for not complying with an experimental jab or the process of using a failed PCR test to determine what exactly. If you decline medical procedures, 
you're not permitted entry until, and you will be fined. My fa I have family going through this right now. They're fighting over $8,000 in fines for not taking a PCR test and asking questions. So the fines are the new tithing and the new tax to the new church. That's also, you could roll all the climate fines and all that crap in there as well. I was talking to a friend in the UK and he was telling me just to go downtown London, if you bring your vehicle and you drive your vehicle into downtown London, you have to pay an automatic $20 tax because you emitted <laughs> on the way to London. Isn't that crazy? Look at all the environmental taxes on everything you're buying as if you aren't taxed to death enough and as if a tax is going to somehow stop the climate from doing what it has done for millions of years before humans were even a speck of done on the, dust on this planet. Um, reporting your neighbor. Report your neighbor. We like snitches. Remember that bastard in Los Angeles? Snitches get rewards. <laughs> Report your neighbor. That's your new missionary work as part of the Avenger team to save the world. To work to save lost souls. It's the same. You're the Jehovah's Witness now. By reporting your neighbor for doing something that goes against the health guidelines, um, you are now endowed with the status of being a missionary who has saved a lost soul. That's how people view themselves. And that's the way the narrative has been crafted. Await the vaccine. Uh, or the vaccines which will be a never-ending cascade of vaccines that aren't vaccines. They are mRNA experimental drugs. Await the mRNA experimental bioweapon drug, which is now the new return of the sun king, savior of mankind mantra. The savior will return. You must wait a little bit longer until we have another savior for you for the monkeypox of which we know the monkeypox is most likely derived from the first saviors that we gave you. Um, so yeah, the foundation of this new cult is the same as all the others before it. Guilt and shame. Guilt, shame, and collective herd think. That's just it. Top to bottom, that's what it is. That's what they created. And uh, there's always in these types of cults, both ancient and modern, a requirement of sacrifice on the altar. And in this case, it's the altar of the collective, as Ayn Rand would have put it. And uh, I refuse to be sacrificed on that altar. I don't know about you. And then, of course, the argument is always based, whether look at any historical tyrannical regime that has risen up in any period of time in, in history, it will always be preceded with an argument for the greater good. But if you understand what the word good is and where it originated in the etymology, it's also um, the same root word for the word we use, which is God, to talk about the divine presence in the universe. And um, good, God, goodly, godly, it's the same. It's like the verb noun thing. And the greater good is really the greater God, of which now we know who the greater gods are setting themselves up to be gods are which is this new medical to scientific technocracy. And they see themselves as that. They either see themselves as gods or they see themselves as the vicars or the arbiters of the gods. 
and this, this whole process and this whole, this is a, I'm also describing to you guys a process of psychology that a lot of these people don't understand they're even following themselves because they're, they're brainwashed. They drank Kool-Aid. So they see themselves as the Avengers. They don't know their cogs in a wheel. And what lies at the root of that wheel is rampant corruption and criminality. Okay. Trust me on that. And it's so old, it's new and welcome to the cult of the medics. There you go. There's my little synopsis. Now let's just run through a few studies just because we always have to satisfy the science people. Okay. It's just enough. I just put just enough in here to show you that there's reasonable doubt in what people are calling science because there's contradictory science and there's a lot of it and it's growing by the day. And it's actually been there this entire time. Some of these things I can't even find anymore because I said they're all shut down, but we've got it documented the best we can. And here's one from the CDC itself, Emerging Infectious Diseases. This was submitted in May of 2020 and it's entitled Non-Pharmaceutical Measures for Pandemic Influenza in Non-Healthcare Settings, Personal Protective and Environmental Measures. Okay, let's just check out a few bits from it. Face masks. This is what they're saying in 2020. In our systemic review, we identified 10 RCTs that reported estimates of the effectiveness of face masks in reducing laboratory confirmed influenza virus infections in the community from literature published during 1946 to 2018. So they basically went all the way back to 1946 checked it all out till 2018, and they did a pooled analysis in which they found no significant reduction in influenza transmission with the use of face masks. Okay? I can try to, oh, oh, that's a slide. That's right. Never mind. I can't highlight it for you. So it's right at the top. One study evaluated the use of face masks among pilgrims from Australia during the Haji pilgrimage and reported no major difference in the risk for laboratory-confirmed influenza virus infection in the control or mask group. Two studies in university settings assessed the effectiveness of face masks for primary protection by monitoring the incidence of laboratory-confirmed influenza among student hall residents for a period of five months. The overall reduction in laboratory-confirmed influenza cases in the face mask group was not significant in either studies. Study designs in the seven household studies were slightly different. One study prov provided face masks and P2 respirator respirators for household contacts. And another study evaluated face mask use as a source controlled for infected persons. And the remaining studies provided masks for the infected persons as well as their close contacts. And none of the household studies reported a significant reduction in secondary laboratory-confirmed influenza virus infections in the face mask group. Most studies were underpowered because of limited sample size, and some studies reported suboptimal adherence in the face mask group. Disposable medical masks, also known as surgical masks, also known as face diapers, are loose-fitting devices that were designed to be worn by medical personnel to protect accidental contamination of patient wounds and to protect the wearer against splashes or sprays of bodily fluids. So that is, that's your answer, guys. Is that we go, well, don't the doctors wear masks? Well, this is why. It's not to stop these types of infectious diseases. There is, quote, limited evidence for their effectiveness in preventing influenza virus transmission 
either when worn by the infected person for source control or when worn by uninfected persons to reduce exposure. Our systematic review found no significant effect of face masks on transmission of laboratory-confirmed influenza. Well, that's different than what we were told by the CBC, Dave. Look, they said it. I didn't say it. They said it. Okay. Here's more. Department of Health in the UK. The use of face masks and respirators during an influenza pandemic. Scientific evidence-based review. Here's some science for you. Executive summary. Our conclusions. Despite a further review of all the available evidence up to the 30th of November 2012, there is still limited evidence to suggest that the use of face masks and or respirators in healthcare settings can provide significant protection against infection with influenza when in close contact with infected patients. Some evidence suggests that mask use is best undertaken as part of a package or bundle of personal protection, especially including hand hygiene. But the new evidence provides some support to this argument, particularly within the community or the household setting. Early initiation and regular wearing of masks and respirators may improve their effectiveness in healthcare and household settings. Again, an argument marginally strengthened by the updated evidence. So basically it's negligible. The effectiveness of masks and respirators is likely to be linked to consistent, correct usage and compliance. And this remains a major challenge. And they're, talk so they're talking about the fact that nobody's getting fitted. Nobody's wearing it correctly. Nobody's changing these, these cloths every 20 minutes, every day, all day for two and a half years. Um, no, a lot of people are just buying, they're wrapping t-shirts around their head and water jugs and all kinds of random shit. None of these things have been demonstrated with peer review studies to provide any evidence. And this was from the past. This was before dealing with just influenza, which is the same, it spreads the same as this corona because it's part of the coronavirus family. Now, given the potential loss of effectiveness with incorrect usage, General advice should be to only use masks and respirators under very particular, particular, very particular specified circumstances and in combination with other personal protective practices. How about like doing some diet exercise, getting lots of vitamin C, D, and zinc in your body? There's another uh, bit of the study. What does the evidence tell us about mask respirator use in the risk of influenza transmission? Here we go. None of the studies in the review established a conclusive relationship between mask respirator use and protection against influenza infection. There remains a significant challenge to demonstrating a protective effect in a scientific study, as well as realizing in real world scenarios. Given the intrinsic differences in transmission risks of influenza in healthcare and non-healthcare settings, it is prudent to consider these two things individually. There is a clear lack of randomized control studies within healthcare settings. Since the last review of 2010, there has been one new randomized control in a hospital environment. And while this study found a protective effect for N95 respirators when compared to surgical masks, the association was not statistically significant. Yeah, and it just goes on and on. Okay, and again, I'll post all these studies just so you've got that ammunition at hand. Another bit from the study, a final trial conducted in Japan examined a small number of healthcare workers to assess whether a surgical mask would be protective against self-reported cold symptoms when compared to no mask and found no difference in frequency. 
A case control study conducted in healthcare workers across Beijing hospitals failed to show a noticeable difference between cases and controls when considering mask use. So they're not, they weren't finding any statistical benefit to wearing these things against these types of illnesses. And you can interpret that data in a number of ways, right? But the number one way you interpret it is that regardless of how these viruses or diseases actually spread around, however you want to look at that, clearly the mask isn't working to help with it. Here's another little synopsis from a different study. Uh, none of the studies in the review established a conclusive relationship between mask respiratory use and protection against influenza infection. You may need to change your mask every six hours and must only use N95 or surgical masks, which no one does. And most people wear crappy homemade cloths, causing more harm than good. Quote, medical masks are commonly used in healthcare settings to protect healthcare workers from respiratory and other infections. Airborne respiratory pathogens may settle on the surface of used mask layers, resulting in contamination. Don't forget, too, that in these um, operation settings in the hospital and in these rooms, they also use this um, airflow setup to help regulate the airflow, which changes everything when it comes to the spread of these things. Respiratory pathogens on the outer surface of the used medical masks may result in self-contamination and the risk is higher with longer duration of mask use, six hours, and with higher rates of clinical contact. So do you think people are really switching out their masks? I mean, we are finding them lying all over the roads and the parks and in the oceans wrapped around sea turtles, but I don't think people are changing them every 20 minutes to six hours. And I've seen those estimates in a range uh, in terms of how they rec how, how often they recommend you change your mask. Because think about it, you're just breeding bacteria, touching it, and then spreading it. Here's from the New England Journal of Medicine. Universal masking in hospitals in the COVID-19 era. So this was done in 2021, I believe. I'll, I'll double check that for you. And again, I'll post all these on my Telegram channel for you guys. They just say real quick, as the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic continues to explode, hospital systems are scrambling to intensify their measures for protecting patients and healthcare workers from the virus. An increasing number of frontline providers are wondering whether this effort should include universal use of masks by all healthcare workers. Universal masking is already standard practice in Hong Kong, Singapore, and other parts of Asia, and has recently been adopted by a handful of U.S. hospitals. So this must have been earlier on. Now they say this, we know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID-19 as face-to-face -face contact within six feet with a patient with symptomatic COVID-19 that is sustained for at least a few minutes, and some say more than 10 minutes or even 30 minutes. The chance of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in a public space is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking, listen to this, guys, is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. So in the beginning, the scientific journals were already saying it's negligible, the difference between wearing it and not wearing it with these kind of viruses, and people don't know how to wear them properly, they're not fitted properly, they're not wearing them for the wrong right durations, they're making it worse. And it's really just a symbol to help mask the anxiety that everybody feels about the pandemic. So there you go. Here's another one from the National Library of Medicine. 
exercise with a face mask. You seen these people at the gym on their ellipticals with the face masks? I can tell you right off the bat, you're making your body acidic and you are not doing anything but harm to your body if you're exercising with a mask on the entire time. Here we go. Straying away from a sedentary lifestyle is essential, especially in these troubled times of a global pandemic. Hey, you know what? At least they mentioned that. None of the news media did. None of your health officials did. Uh, to reverse the ill effects associated with the health risks, as mentioned earlier, in the view of anticipated effects on immune system and prevention against influenza and COVID-19, uh, globally moderate to global, globally moderate to vigorous exercises are associating wearing protective equipment such as face masks. Though the WHO supports face masks only for COVID-19 patients, healthy social exercisers too exercise strenuously with customized face masks or N95, which hypothesize to pose more significant health risks and tax various physiological systems, especially, here you go guys, this is what you're doing to yourself when you're wearing masks while working out. You're affecting your pulmonary, circulatory, and immune system functions. Exercising with face masks may reduce available oxygen and increase air trapping, preventing substantial carbon dioxide exchange. The hypercapnic hypoxia may potentially increase acidic environment, cardiac overload. How, how come they use? How do they talk about masks as being a possible culprit for all these heart attacks? Even though we know it's the jabs, but hey, maybe it ha maybe it, it makes it worse, right? Because it's affecting cardiac over, it can create cardiac overload, anaerobic metabolism, and renal overload, which may substantially aggregate, aggravate the underlying pathology of established chronic diseases. So if you already have some kind of a chronic illness, which we know most people that died of this died with COVID, not from COVID. They had other immunocompromising effects and different diseases and disorders. Um, and... So if you have those things and then you're going to add masking on top of that, you're creating a health threat. So the, the protocols that were given by the cult of science actually made this worse. So they go on and on. Not advised. And then, of course, you can go here to the Brownstone Institute, who's been reporting regularly on this and doing comparative analysis and bringing on science and the scientists and doing studies. And they've collected more than 150 comparative studies and articles on mask ineffectiveness and harms. And they published this in December of 2021, and they've even updated it ever since. So 150 comparative studies. Yet they're going to tell you you're, you're anti-science. They're anti-science. It's literally the opposite. And make sure you let your normie friends know that. Here's a little caption from the article before they start getting into the actual studies. They say, it is not unreasonable to conclude that surgical and cloth masks used as they are currently being used without other forms of PPE protection have no impact on controlling the transmission of COVID-19 virus. Current evidence implies that face masks can be actually harmful. The body of evidence indicates that face masks are largely ineffective. My focus is on COVID face masks and the prevailing science that we have had for nearly 20 months. Yet I wish to address this mask topic at a 50,000 foot level on the lockdown restrictive policies in general. I build on the backs of the fine work done by Gupta, 
Koldorf and Bacharia on the Great Barrington Declaration, and similar impetus by Dr. Scott Atlas, who is the advisor to President Trump, who, like myself, was a strong proponent for a focused type of protection that was based on an age-risk stratified approach. So, you know, like real science, where we get specific. These tyrants hate specificity. They like general arguments that they can apply to the general masses of people. They continue, because we saw very early on that the lockdowns were the single greatest mistake in public health history, we knew the history and knew they would not work. We also knew very early of COVID's risk stratification. Sadly, our children will bear the catastrophic consequences, and not just educationally, of the deeply flawed school closure policy for decades to come, particularly our minority children who are least able to afford this, many are still pressured to wear masks and punished for not doing so. And guys, what I see is that this has had a lasting psychological effect, especially on the teens. In places where it's not mandated and literally nobody else is wearing them, these teens are just committed to this shit. It's a safety blanket. It's like a soother. Sorry to say it. I present the masking body of evidence below, and they show 167 studies and pieces of evidence comprised of comparative effectiveness research as well as related evidence and high-level reporting. To date, the evidence has been stable and clear that masks do not work to control the virus, and they can be harmful, and especially to children. These people are very selfish themselves, these parents that are calling you selfish. If they're, wearing, if they're forcing their children to wear masks, it is they who are the selfish ones because they're doing it purely out of their own anxiety, which if you were to bypass that a little bit and go and look into the actual scientific evidence, you wouldn't be masking your children, nor would you be injecting them with something which there is no benefit and only danger. So then they get into the table of, of uh, all the studies. And again, I'll post those links on my telegram after. And then this one's one that came out last summer. I remember doing a TikTok about this. It was going around, but I like bringing it up. I like bringing it up and I like uh, challenging people to do the same study on their own masks. Go to your home, get all the masks that you have that you've been using or wear your masks the entire day as you normally would and then get some samples and let me know what you're going to find. A group of parents in Gainesville last year sent a variety of masks to a lab for analysis, and the resulting report found that five masks were contaminated with bacteria, parasites, fungi, including three of the masks with dangerous pathogenic pneumonia-causing bacteria. This is creating viral pneumonia, which actually mirrors a lot of COVID symptoms, and then the PCR test is not differentiating between the two. And then people are being classified as having COVID and they're thinking it's because of the unvaccinated when it's actually the masks. And I know that's really small, but it's just, it, this is what they found. Okay. So this was via the press release. Gainesville, Florida, June 16th, 2021, a group of parents in Gainesville, Florida, concerned about potential harms from masks, submitted six face masks to a lab for analysis. The resulting report found that five masks were contaminated with bacteria, parasites, and fungi, including three with dangerous pathogenic and pneumonia-causing bacteria. No viruses were detected in the masks, on the masks, although the test is capable of detecting viruses. The analysis detected the following 11 alarmingly dangerous pathogens on the masks. Pneumonia, tuberculosis, meningitis, sepsis, 
keratitis and granulomatous amoebic encephalitis. That sounds lovely. Uh, pneumonia, bloodstream infections, meningitis, UDIs, resistance to antibiotics, uh, food poisoning, Lyme disease, the, or the thing that causes Lyme disease, uh, diphtheria, Legionnaire's disease, severe infections, high, high morbidity rates, staph infection, meningitis, sepsis. This is what they found on the masks. So you're breeding disease. You're helping to create the pandemic. And now that we know that these vaccines are leaky and your body has been turned into a spike protein manufacturing facility of which you are now spreading those vaccine-created synthetic spike proteins around everywhere else, and we're seeing that on cruise ships that have a 100% triple-vaxxed population are still having outbreaks, and then you add this on top of it, who's the one spreading the virus? Who's the one spreading the pandemic? And why are the unvaxxed still alive and kicking? Why am I still alive, guys, and in peak health? And if I've gotten anything, I dealt with it and I'm fine and my immune system got upgraded and I'm the safest guy in the room because I have natural immunity. So uh, this just continues. Let's just go through it real quick from that study. Half of the masks that they found in this study were contaminated with one or more strains of pneumonia-causing bacteria. One-third were contaminated with one or more strains of meningitis-causing bacteria. One-third were contaminated with dangerous antibiotic-resistant bacterial pathogens. In addition, less dangerous pathogens were identified, including pathogens that can cause fever, ulcers, acne, yeast infections, strep throat, periodontal disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and more. I didn't know Rocky Mountain spotted fever. I've never heard of that in my life. Uh, the masks studied were new or freshly laundered before wearing and had been worn for five to eight hours, most during in-person schooling by children aged six to 11. So remember when we did that to the kids? This is what we're, the, the data's coming in, okay? And there's more of it. I'm just giving you a sample. One was worn by an adult. A t-shirt worn by one of the children at school and unworn masks were tested as controls. No pathogens were found on the controls. Proteins found on the t-shirt, for example, were not pathogenic to humans and are commonly found in hair, skin, and soil. So it's like the t-shirt was better for you than the actual mask because the mask actually contained, kept it. It kept it isolated in there, in the mask. Your, your kids are breathing it in all day. What are you guys thinking? I'm talking to these uh, mask parents. A parent who participated in the study, Mrs. Amanda Donahoe, commented that this small sample points to a need for more research. Quote, we need to know what we are putting on the faces of our children each day. Masks provide a warm, moist environment for bacteria to grow. These local parents contracted with the, with the lab because they were concerned about the potential contaminants on masks that their children were being forced to wear all day at school taking them on and off, setting them on various surfaces, wearing them in the bathroom, etc. This prompted them to send the mask to the University of Florida's Mask Spectrometry Research and Education Center for analysis. And what a lovely result they found, guys. Why isn't this on the news? So here it is. This is just the breakdown, a little graph of what they found. Some more. Below a chart put together by a group of parents shows the potential dangers from each pathogen. So they just listed it according to the pathogen, the type, and the description. And uh, 
these are the people that were using this to stop the masking in schools. And thank God they did. Do we have, do we really want this to return? I think five people have allegedly died of monkeypox globally, and we're going to do this again. It's not about your health. Here's a little bit from Steve Kirsch. You can go follow him up on his Substack. He had a great post on this, and I'll uh, I'll go to after I'm done this slide. These slides, I'll go to the actual links that he was talking about. He says this: masks don't work. The two nicest and smartest mask experts I know are Stephen Petty and Tyson Gabriel. And guys, go look those guys' names up on like Rumble, BitChute. You might even be able to find them still on YouTube. They do amazing opening statements in front of uh, panels and whatnot, and they just destroy masks. These two guys did something really heroic a few days ago. They figured out how to file a brief in support of the group challenging the federal mask mandate. Here's their motion. Here's their 54-page pleading. And I'll pull those up in a minute. And he just says, I want to acknowledge these two for going above and beyond the call of duty and putting all this together on their own dime. This is really impressive work. Thank you, Steve Kirsch. And yeah, thank you, guys. And that's what it takes, guys, to do real science. These are scientists that are experts in the field of masks. And it was part of, I believe their pleading was involved in helping to take the mask mandates down because it was just so damning. And they had to pay out of their own pocket to do this research. Does pharma have to do that? And then this was a great uh, telegram post from Stormy Patriot Joe. This was a few months back. And this was the Fauci emails. And he's like, Dr. Fauci email, quote, masks are ineffective. The box that these masks come in. Masks are ineffective, but you must wear them because you know science. And then here is the email. This was uh, February of 2020, sent by Fauci himself. Sylvia, he says, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. Guys, this is what all the conspiracy theories were saying. Conspiracy theorists were saying, I think I got banned on Facebook for like 30 days for saying this back in the day when I had a Facebook account before they permanently banned me. Um, it might, he continues to say, however, provide some slight benefit in keeping out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you are going to a very low risk location. Your instincts are correct. Money is best spent on medical countermeasures such as diagnostics and vaccines. So he's in there saying, don't worry about wearing the mask. It's all bullshit. And then, of course, here, this has gone around. I know I just got to keep bringing it up. So it's all here for the people that still love the masks. There's a lot of people still catching up, guys. They're waking up every day. It's on the box that your masks come in. This product is an ear loop mask. This product is not a respirator and will not provide any protection against COVID-19 or other viruses or contaminants. It actually says it's not going to help you with COVID-19. That's just incredible to me. That's incredible to me. And then this last slide, I just wanted to finish up. Um, this is a little bit from my good friend, Chris Vleck who is a part of chapter three of Cult of the Medics, where we break down the Vanguard group. He gets into Vanguard group, you know, rock 
BlackRock Vanguard, look at all of them, but he focused on the Vanguard group. And this is just an interesting little bit because with his video that went viral on Rumble, which I think you can still find, um, he put a media package together with all the data of everything he was talking about. And this was the section that's relevant to this show that I wanted to read to you real quick. And he says, why does the Vanguard group matter? So this is getting into the big picture now, okay? Why does this pertain to the allegations in the synopsis? When we stop looking at all of this on a global level and start focusing in on specific examples, some frightening situations begin to take shape, especially in regards to the 2020-21 lockdowns and restrictions. Why did governments shut down churches and small businesses but allow large companies like Costco and Walmart to remain open where people were obviously highly condensed? Guess who's owned by the Vanguard Group? Why did local restaurants have to close but McDonald's was open? Guess, who, guess who's owned by the Vanguard Group? And it gets worse. Why would it be considered collusion if the Vanguard Group owned Facebook and Twitter, the two companies who work the hardest at censoring opinions opposed to their pro-vaccine narrative, but the Vanguard Group also owns the companies that sell the vaccine. And note, vaccine is the common term used for the experimental gene therapy currently being sold as the COVID-19 solution. He's just letting you know it's not a vaccine. As specific examples begin to present themselves, you can use this template to answer most of the baffling, quote, scientific decisions used for lockdowns, mask mandates, and the push for vaccines. Admittedly, you have to get creative sometimes, such as in the case of masks. Masks don't make anyone a lot of money, but if the Vanguard group operatives condition the populace into feeling restrained until the vaccine solution is presented, then the removal of masks offers an incentive towards the scale to the sale of the vaccine. The motive. There is a potential for the Vanguard group to make well in excess of $500 trillion dollars through the vaccine push because they own all these pharmaceutical companies, guys, through their investments, their what, $20 trillion investments. When partnering with global governments, this can be done by A, having the public pay for the vaccines through tax contributions, B, get global immunity against lawsuits and liability, thereby protecting profits, and C, have the governments assume the liability to be paid by the public funds essentially having the people pay themselves. Key point, when we say the Vanguard Group, we are really talking about the select flagship clients. These are the people making the most money from these actions. So again, a compartmentalized little group. Part one conclusion, we are witnessing the largest transfer of money from the people to a very selected group of super elite individuals while abusing government authority to do it. So there is your incentive. It's, and it's brilliant that he pointed that out. And I'm just going to highlight a couple points for all the people that are like, why would they lie? Why would all the people, you would need every doctor in the world and every nurse in the world and every government official in the world and every journalist in the world. You'd have to have them all involved in a big complex conspiracy. It's impossible. No, you don't. That's not what anybody with a brain has ever said. That's not how it works. It's a compartmentalized structure. It's key people in key positions making policy decisions that are passed down to the people that don't question them. 
even you are being employed in this conspiracy to promote a fake pandemic. Not saying there wasn't anything going around, just that it wasn't a pandemic. It was just a harsh thing. And I can understand in the beginning you react, oh, what's really going on? But once the data starts coming out, you adjust your policy. Science, as they said, is fluid, isn't it? Can keep, as we update the science, we learn more. But why didn't they update the science when they learn more? Because it was never about health. The policies put in place were not there to protect your health. They were there to continue to allow the profits to increase for a Vanguard group, these big pharmaceutical giants, even the media. These people have a financial incentive to keep this going. The government has a power incentive and also a financial incentive to keep their control going over to, to completely rewrite the script destroy your constitutions, ignore the Nuremberg codes. There's, a, there's an incentive involved here. And then there's also the fact that a lot of your government officials are not really that bright. And so they just follow what they're told, just like you followed what you were told, the normies. Just like most people followed what they were told, the people up the hierarchy also do the same because it's a compartmentalized military-like structure. Who writes the script that your Joe Bidens are reading? Who writes the script that Justin Trudeau is reading? Who writes the script that your local doctor is just repeating to you? Who trains these people? Who funds the organizations that train these people? Who benefits from all of this? Basic questions. So... The reason the masks, even though they're not making trillions of, never make that argument. Oh, they, they, they made the mask mandates because they were getting rich off it. No, 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 that's not it. The masks were a means to a different end. Number one, if you want mass compliance in the population to take your experimental drug, of which you're going to have an estimate of around $500 trillion of profit from, and that's only round one, and it can, it's going to keep going endlessly. It's literally the most profitable business in the world. Bill Gates admitted that on live television, by the way. You don't go in on the vaccine in the beginning. That would be stupid. People go, no, it's the, they would catch on. What you do is you go to mass, so you do all these guidelines. And... You keep the, that keeps the public awareness because if with, without the masking, without the tape on the floors, without the signs everywhere, without the constant barrage and the advertisements on the sides of buses, we're in a pandemic, we're in a pandemic, 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 COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. Without that and without the masking, would you have even noticed we were in a, 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 the biggest pandemic to ever strike the planet, according to these people? I still go downtown Victoria and I see the exact same homeless people running around with shopping carts, mumbling to themselves now as I did in 2020. So they survived. How did that happen? Do they vaccinate? Do they wash their hands? Do they wear masks? Some of them do. Most of them don't. Most of them are on drugs. So we know it doesn't work. There's also, I didn't even include it. There's also the uh, comparative mass charts that have been done this entire time to show the comparatives of the data between the places with the most rigorous mask mandates and the places without. 
or with very little. And the more mask mandates, the more these PCR tests seem to be pinging positive. It might be because everybody has viral pneumonia from the masks. So you, this is what they did. This is the plan. This is, this is what they, this is the strategy. Get the mask, get everybody to swallow the mask thing. That'll keep it going. And then when we introduce the vaccine, people will tr be like, I'm sick of the mask. I'm traumatized from it. I have PTSD from the masking. Or they're, they just love it. They fall in love with their servitude. But either way, most people are like, screw this. Get me away from all this COVID stuff. Stop talking about it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of doing all this stupid crap. I just don't have the willpower to resist the collective herd. So save me. And then they go, oh, okay, well, we'll give you the vaccine. And that's what they did. And then everybody went, oh, so now that we take the vaccine, because we were told by Fauci, it would be 100% effective. We were told by all the late night comedians, all the talk shows, all the news media in countries all over the world. We were told by Biden, who is now still sick with recurring COVID, apparently, even though he's like the most vaccinated, masked up man on the planet as well as Trudeau as well. All of them got it after getting vaccinated, allegedly. And um, outbreaks in 100% vaccinated places, places that dropped all the restrictions earlier, did not have an, an uptick in all-cause mortality. And the only reason we're seeing an uptick in all-cause mortality now is because it's post-jab which for some reason we're not allowed to talk about. We got to talk about how it's climate change and fluffing pillows and drinking hot tea that's causing all these side effects. Or they'll tell you it's COVID itself, which doesn't pan out because I've had it. Everybody I know has had it that's not vaccinated and we don't have recurring illnesses or symptoms or heart problems or lung problems or any of blood clotting. We don't have any of that. This is a phenomena of the jabbed. This is a pandemic of the jabbed. It's a jabdemic. And they did it with the mask. Without the masks, they couldn't have got the mask compliance for the, restri the restriction of your constitutional, civil, and medical freedoms, which are protected by both national and international laws before COVID. Now, those don't exist. But they, they couldn't have done any of that. They couldn't have made you stay home and destroy all the small businesses, which would be the largest transfer of wealth in human history to the already billionaire class in these investment firms and the people that own all these businesses that profited and stayed open. They wouldn't have been able to achieve that and also then massively increase their profit through the vaccine sales without the masks. That was the ritual entry point of this attack. And it is an attack. And this is a war on, on real science. This is a war on your freedom. This is a war on your economy. And now there's a war on your food supply and your resources, which I've been telling you from the beginning. This was never about health. This was about the control of land, resources, wealth, and people. That's what this was about. That's what it's always about because it's run by control freaks. And when control freaks run the show, they always run it for your benefit and for the good of the greater number. It is nothing that's a projection. That is not what it's about, even in their own mind. They may even believe their own Kool-Aid stuff, but it doesn't make it true.
And these same people are the ones arguing um, against any kind of objective reality anyways. It's all fluid. So we're not living in a scientific world. We're living in a scientific cult world. And it was, so this bit by Chris Fleck is really key. And I suggest you memorize this document. I'm going to look it up and, and post it for you. Check out the video. Go watch chapter three of Cult of the Medics. I dressed it up well. And you can share that. You can clip it out and then share that section if you want. Um, and get people to get into this understanding. Because the big leap that people that are just coming out of the fog are, are missing is the financial incentive for what has been done. And when and you don't even got to get into like the satanic occult world and like some big grand thing, you don't have to go there. You can literally just get people with, you, you start by saying and introducing, this is the white belt curriculum for waking up is you start them with, Hey, follow the money. That's day one. Follow the money. And when we follow the money, where do we end up? Let's do it together. Following the money. Next, let's look at a few historical examples where the exact same arguments were given by governments and then how that worked out for the people. Um, and then you can also just go with what people really love to believe, which is that the government is incompetent. It makes them feel better. It's comforting to just think, oh yeah, they're just stupid and incompetent. That's why. There's a lot of stupidity and incompetence. I'm not excusing that, but make no mistake about it. Your government is not what you think it is. They don't work for who you think they work for. They weren't set up the way you thought they were set up. And um, they're competent at keeping you in control. They're just not competent at protecting your rights and freedoms and the best interests of you and your country. Because it's not because they're just incompetent. It's because that's not their mandate. How, what other what other conclusion can you come to when you look at what's going on right now? Okay, so th there's those arguments. All the money is a big one, and then um, let's do this first, and then we'll do the, the forty seven studies. So really quickly, there was that slide that I had where they were talking about the District of Appeals regarding masks by these mask experts. I just wanted to show you that real quick, just in case you haven't seen it. And I will provide links. So this was the motion, the mask motion. So this was done by Tyson Gabriel and David Howard and Stephen Petty. And the reason for our tardy file, oh, they go through this. Oh, this is just the motion to like set up the deal. Let me just go to something. I wanted to read the actual, here we go. Here's the argument that they submit. So this is like uh, 56 pages or something of their argument. I suggest you read the whole thing, but let's just go through a few things that they brought to their motion. They said the mask mandate must be vacated and enjoined from ever being reissued because it is arbitrary and capricious. So they're bringing a strong legal argument here. There have been two responses to the COVID-19 pandemic, a medical response and an exposure mitigation response. 
Many have inaccurately assumed that the medical industry has expertise in both areas, but this is incorrect. The medical industry is unschooled in exposure science and is in fact a customer to the exposure science industry known as industrial hygiene. So he's like, we're actually the experts here. Your medical guys, your doctors are not trained in this. This is the area where we offer expertise to the court. A transportation security agency certainly has no qualifications to regulate industrial hygiene. Doing so makes the mask mandate arbitrary and capricious. If CDC's part of the mask mandate qualifies as such, then clearly TSA's portion does too. The medical response consists of learning about the pathogen and how it travels. Hold on. How it travels, how it affects and enters the body, and the pathogen structure and weaknesses, and what treatments work after exposure to the pathogen has occurred. Exposure mitigation sciences will initially take the medical science to specifically evaluate possible options for combating the virus. Then each occupied space will be reevaluated to identify current hazards and ensure a oh, come on, cursor. Customized approach to each exposure, which will be met to ensure the occupants have optimal safety and health results. We work in concert to mitigate various exposures in every single industry. You will find us in construction, mining, manufacturer, law enforcement, the military, insurance, food service, government, customer shopping, and yes, we serve the medical industry too. OSHA sums up the industrial hygiene as the science and act devoted to the anticipation, recognition, evaluation, and control of those environmental factors or stresses arising in or from the workplace, which may cause sickness, impaired health and well-being, or significant discomfort among workers or among the citizens of the community. They just go on to um, validate their credentials here. And they, they're basically talking about how the people that are making these rules aren't qualified experts in the field because they have zero knowledge of mitigation strategies when it comes to these types of things, as well as masking. So it's really, really good. They talk about where the, even the myth of the mask thing came from, which it came from China. And uh, this argument is damning. And it's great to have this in your arsenal, they go through all of the science, all of the studies. It's all here. Other negative effects of wearing the masks. It's just on and on and on. So I'm going to post that for you guys to study on your own. It's key. And go and look up some of the, I'll try and find some of the videos of these gentlemen actually speaking to this issue because they absolutely destroy masks forever. And then this one I want to show real quick. This actually came from LifeSite, shockingly enough. When was this? Uh, this was July 2021. 47 studies confirm ineffectiveness of masks for COVID, and 32 studies more confirm their negative health effects. This is another collection of masks. Mask studies, I should say. So another great... This is actually a really long article with tons of links. And I recommend you save these things. And even when you go to these links and studies, take some screenshots of them and save those as well. Because they're erasing a lot of this stuff. So let me just come back to you guys.
So there you go. That just a little tour of things for you to chase up on and start reading. You have to read. I mean, most people don't even read. They don't read past headlines. That's the biggest problem we're facing when we're trying to talk to people. They're, they're programmed by headlines and clickbait and the officialdom and the celebrities and who they think are the experts. Meanwhile, there's reams of experts that contradict them and have actual science, like just stacks of science and evidence to show you. Yet the other side proposing all these mandates doesn't have any, which means it's not about that. It's something else. You can get into it being, okay, the government just does what it does. It wants to micromanage and control everything. That's their agenda. The big corporations and the big investment firms and the top people, um, they are just looking for more money and power. That's their incentive. You could talk about incompetence. You could show past examples of where science was wrong. Accepted science was wrong. Start with the tobacco industry. Start with all kinds of things. How many of these approved drugs have been pulled off the market for killing thousands, if not millions of people? How many fines have been given to pharmaceutical industries? Here's another thing. This is it for me, okay? And this goes with a lot of these vaccines in general. Do you know that Pfizer, Moderna, GSK, any of these big companies, do you know they don't do business in countries that don't allow for legal immunity for these companies when they sell their products? So if, if you're in a country that doesn't offer liability protection for pharmaceutical companies, they don't do business there. The very fact that we had a 1986 act come in, and there's a good documentary, by the way, I think it's 1986act.com or something, go look it up. It's the whole story about that act, which was what originally gave these pharmaceutical companies immunity from prosecution because they were getting sued up the yin-yang with older vaccines. So they were, okay, we don't, we're not going to make it anymore if, you, if people keep suing us. So these mRNA jabs, which are not your community-approved official shots at all, they're still the experimental injections, not like a nod from the FDA means anything anymore because they have approved a lot of deadly drugs that have to get pulled off the market later after killing people. Um, and there's a lot of deals between them and the pharmaceutical industry. It's kind of an open door policy. So resting your hat on whether or not something's FDA approved is not what it used to stand for. Okay. Um, we know we have systemic corruption in these institutions. It's clear. Real science is not being done and real science is being censored. Um, but the fact that these companies aren't, this is my biggest argument. I actually, if you just ever with these conversations, someone confronts you on this stuff, whether it's masks or vaccines or any of this, you get into the vaccine argument first because it's, it's why the masks were put into place. It's almost, you don't even have to get into the mask thing. You could, I gave you lots of ammo, but the vaccine thing is really important because you just have to point to the fact that these companies are not held liable if someone does get injured. So people can pretend injuries don't exist all they want. You're wrong. They do exist. I know people personally, too many. The numbers are clicking up. And a lot of these injuries we're not going to see um, for a bit. 
especially people that are not athletic. The athletes are dropping because they're pushing their hearts to the max. Uh, most of these people who are not healthy and rely on drugs and vaccines to keep them healthy, quote unquote, don't even go fast up a flight of stairs. So it's going to take, you're going to see different types of things. And remember, if this vaccine is doing what it's, we're told it is doing and we're seeing, it's destroying your immune system because it's trying to replace your immune system with a synthetic immune system only for one piece of one strain. Um, it's proven to not even work. And so now your immune system function has been compromised and changed and altered. And so that means we're going to see effects from this showing up in a variety of diseases and cancers, especially you're going to see massive uptick in cancers. You're already seeing it. Just go look up Dr. Ryan Cole and start learning. He's one of the top guys in the world on, on that subject. <clears throat> but the very fact that these companies won't take on liability, especially for this, for the purpose of helping to reassure the public, like if that was the goal, if they're going to tell you, well, we told you to get it because if we told you there was any risk, you wouldn't have taken it. <laughs> like that's, that's a crime because you're not informing people. That's violating basic informed consent. You're not informing people of the risks and dangers. So you're criminally liable and we're going to find, we're going to, even though the courts are seized and captured, we're going to get you. It's going to happen. It's coming down, man. Because that's not law. That's not how you do things. And the fact that that's what they did, how many people are now complicit in that crime? It's, it's going to be so huge because this is global that this, this happened. But these companies were willing to risk it because $500 trillion in profit. I mean, with a recurring monthly income forever. I mean, it's hard to turn down, let alone the bigger agendas. We'll save that. But uh, yeah, they're not going to put their money where the mouth is. I don't do business with people like that. I wouldn't expect you to do business with me like that. If you create a product, I don't care who you are. If you create a product, hire a bunch of celebrities to advertise it for you. Pay off a bunch of media companies and government officials to advertise it for you. And it ends up killing and maiming even 10 people, let alone the millions that is affected. Because all the stats we have are underreported right now. And they're still shocking. Um, like VARES and Eurovigilance and all that. Even just anecdotal, the people you're talking to, they're seeing this stuff. All the athletes. Another young athlete in his prime drops on the football pitch. 23 years old. Perfect mint condition. No pre-existing problems. Heart attack. How's that happening? It's not climate change. And they're not going to take liability? And then, so then who's liable? So if, if Pfizer and all these companies are not going to take liability and the Vanguard group isn't going to take liability, is the government going to take liability? Well, clearly not. Because we can, in Canada, we couldn't even get them to sit down at a scientific moratorium to have a debate with our top scientists, with Health Canada. And they just garnished everybody's bank accounts and stormed the streets and sent everybody packing. Like their actions speak volumes to the truths that I'm trying to tell you. The fact that these guys all contra they don't wear the mask consistently. It's a game. It's optics. It's theater. It's a masquerade. It's fake. It's a cult. It's a lie. They lied. Some of them were just believers. 
Some of them knew what they were doing. We're going to have to fix, we need an actual investigation and a forensic audit into the situation, which is undergoing, you know, you got all these inquiries and class action lawsuits and, you know, these mask experts and doctors and researchers and people, journalists all over that are trying to work to expose this and, and really hold these people accountable. But aren't we learning a huge thing right now? However, this goes down and justice is coming one way or another. But however this goes down, moving forward, now we have a perspective on something that actually is even bigger than this COVID thing and this pandemic and all the wrongs that were done. It's the whole system. There's a problem where we don't have the proper mechanisms anymore because of how corrupt things are to hold people accountable in power. We In Canada, we're not even getting... Like, where's, where are, we're not even close yet. We're, well, we're getting closer, but like whew, Trudeau's still flip flying around everywhere. And Teresa Tam is still respected in the country and still the official head of the world or Canada health. Nobody's being taken down because there's too many protections in place for these corrupt criminals, whether it was criminal negligence through incompetence or whether it was like an actual criminal conspiracy to profit off of illness and, and the solutions, regardless of the side effects, or whether it was something even more insidious, an organized plot for depopulation or bringing in some great reset or whatever, whatever, however you want to look at it, moving forward, we now know that our entire legal process is corrupted for holding people accountable in power whether it's government, whether it's these pharmaceutical executives and the people that own them, these investing firms that give them trillions of dollars, George Soros, how is he not arrested? Uh, some of these people that have invested in this. What about your journalists? What about these big tech companies that have censored real scientists like Peter McCullough and Luke Montagnier and scores of others, Knut Witkowski and so many others, world-renowned scientists. Great Barrington Declaration. All over the world, we've got these things. And yet, we can't even hold our government accountable. We can't even stop it. Well, we are, but look what we've, gonna, look what we've got to do in order to turn it around and restore some semblance of sanity, real science, real checks and balances, real benign governance. Or however you, we see that moving forward. We're going to have to rethink everything now after this. Because if you can't hold these people accountable and they can just kill millions of people, maim people and run away with trillions of dollars with nothing happening, that's just not a world I want my children to inherit. I don't know about you. That's insanity. That, that, you're not free. Nobody, that's not humane. That's not, nobody wants to live in that. Even the people pretending who are stuck in mass formation psychosis, that you're pretending this is good and you love the masks and you love the lockdowns because it gives you the illusion of security. It's the illusion of security too. It's not even security. Like you might sit there and have some kind of an argument if there was actual security being provided to you by the people that you're trusting. But there's no, it's the, it's the opposite of security. Your survival is at stake listening to these people. It's not even just about freedom. It's about your life, your genetic lineage. We don't know what's going to happen. No long-term data. Never done this before. Look what's already coming out. 
when women start having issues with their menstrual cycles of any kind, if a little fluctuate, I don't care, that's an alarm bell that we're interfering with the process of fertility and reproducing the human species. We're messing around with forces of nature here that we shouldn't be messing around with. And nobody's going to even go, don't worry, if something like that happens, you can hold us accountable. Where, how do you, what a, what a con. So when I come out and call this the biggest fraud in the world and the big grand conspiracy, do you see why? Am I that crazy? Am I that off? It is that. It's probably worse than that. I'm being very conservative in the way that I'm breaking this down to you so that hopefully we can start to bridge that gap of some of the people that are just starting to snap out. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help. I'm here to help give you this information so you can look at it for yourself. My reading of it is this was, they needed to form a cult-like mentality around this so that they could get the support they needed so that they could get away with this. They needed to recruit you into this conspiracy, into this criminal conspiracy, into this fraud. You've been frauded. You've been, you've been stolen from. So we're sitting there. They're taking our tax money and giving it to other countries and putting it into all these things and paying for a lot of the vaccine manufacturing. So the pharma doesn't even have to take that hit. So it's basically just pure profit for these people. There's no accountability. There's no liability. Lawsuits are just lined up in court and it's going to take forever. And people are cheering it on and we're still wearing these things. Although I'm so happy to see the vast majority of people don't. But the fact when I start hearing hints of them wanting to bring this shit back, I'm going to the battlements and I'm going to bring these facts to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to speak this to the ether. Even if you've heard it before, we're going to do this again because we need to keep these arguments sharp. This is an information war. So you need to have the right facts at your disposal. And there's even better. There's so much more guys. I'm not even the best person to listen to. There's even better people than me that cover this on a daily. You really know their, their stuff. I could easily call in some top level experts on masks alone on all this stuff. And I will, I'll do it down the road, but this is just me giving you what you, you have at your own disposal. And another ridiculous argument that's still going around that I just want to say something about is this idea. Someone tried to use it on me the other day that people like us that question the status quo, the media, the top health officials, all that kind of stuff that we're like Google researchers. Like that, that, you know, oh, it's just, you're just reading Google. That's why you don't, you don't know the real science. It's like, it's like, well, first of all, I don't use Google as a search engine. Anybody that does is insane. Um, the, the amount of tracking and shit that you're going to get on you. Google is basically the CIA. All right. Um, and second, I use the internet search engines to pull up actual scientific studies that debunk what you're saying. And the people that make these kind of arguments are ironically enough on the internet making that argument. So if it was a bad argument to use the internet to research anything, why are you on the internet making an argument that the internet is a bad place to do any research? You can look at video. You can look at eyewitness testimony. You can look at congressional hearings. You can listen to doctors go on for hours and hours doing PowerPoint presentations, explaining this shit to you. 
that's a cop out. That's that's the the arguments people are trying to the, the hoops they're jumping through in their minds to try to justify this. Even though probably the vast majority of the people making these arguments are like bots, but even if they are real people, because I meet real people that still think like this, they have their Ukraine mask on. You know, like it, they're right in the rabbit hole, right? And uh, they they the the hoops they're jumping through is just unbelievable. What kind of mental gymnastics do you need to? What kind of lies do you need to tell? Let's call it what it is. What kind of lies do you have to tell yourself? to keep listening to these people that don't even follow their own advice. That's red flag number one for the new kids in the class. Red flag number one is when they're not doing what they're telling you you have to do or else. If they're not doing those things themselves, red flag. If they get caught contradicting themselves numerous times in their statements, in their policies, Red flag number two, if they're not willing to accept any legal responsibility for the policies that they're enacting, which demonstrably are causing more harm than good, that's red flag number three. And then you follow the money and it's like, that's like, I think that counts as like 10 red flags on its own. That's like, that counts as 10. Following the money and then going down that, that's 10 points. That's a big one. That's like a, that's a swish, that one. That one takes you to a lot of places. And then studying mass psychology, studying the research that's been done by your government, by these private institutions, by these elite families for literally centuries, but let's just focus on the last hundred years. The knowledge that they have gained on how to make you jump when you otherwise wouldn't jump will blow your mind. They invested so much, there were many sacrifices made for them to learn how to, how to do that. So trust these people at your own peril. And I'm gonna wrap this up with, uh, oh, thank you on Rockfin, someone, Peter on Rockfin, thank you so much for the tip, man. And all the gold pills, appreciate it, guys. The lemons on DLive, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You guys, I work for you, okay? Because I'm. this is what I do now, so I appreciate it. Um, I opened up with that ridiculous mask argument, and I'm going to finish by reading my response. After I've done the whole presentation, my response will make even more sense. Once again, Dr. Lisa says, masks are now the most visible symbol of collective action, a symbol of commitment to our collective health, our commitment to public health and equity. The war on masks is a war on public health itself. No, sweetheart, it's a war on your mind. It's a war on your mind. So I say false. Here's the reality. Masks are now the most visible symbol of collective psychosis and blind obedience to known liars, frauds, and criminals. It's a symbol designed to invoke fear and compliance, nothing more. It's a symbol of slavery to false idols. The fact is, the mask worshippers have precisely zero credible science on their side at this point at any point actually, to justify universal muzzling of healthy people, including and especially children. Zero. 
The fact that you are unaware of this cold, hard fact means that the mask has become a psychological security blanket for you personally. And you are now lying to yourself and everyone around you in order to justify your willful ignorance of the facts that are now widely available to all. The fact that you use the word public equity means that either you failed history class and know nothing of what that word actually means in a sociopolitical context, or you're a card-carrying Marxist. And I'm being straight up with that. Bear faces were here first, period. The bare face was here before you guys. You make the argument. I should not have to come out and make the argument. You're coming into town saying, we're done with what nature endowed us with, which was a bare face and breathing holes. And we scientists know best. Selected group of scientists that are all funded by Big Pharma and BlackRock and Vanguard. We know better than God, than nature, than creation itself. We know better. But you don't know better. You know nothing. We humans know nothing in the scale of reality, in the scale of infinity that we're living in. We know nothing. We know bits and pieces. We're still mumbling about. Who, how dare we try to make claims like this? and alter human history forever by making people cover their natural breathing apparatus, especially children, the psychological damage alone. I didn't even get into that. I've done previous bits on that. You can find it on my Rumble. I talk about that. I'll post that as well, where I do a rant just on the psychology of children, and I cite actual psychologists, okay? Um, the barefaced humans were here first. We're still here now. You guys didn't prove your case. You did a horrible job. Your sales pitch is beyond pathetic. Your science is lacking at the very least and non-existent. If I were to give you the true assessment and it shouldn't be called the science anyways, because that's, that's a, that's religion. That's cults. It's science. Either you prove it or you don't. Either it works or it doesn't. A equals A. There's no fluid, oh, it works on Sundays and not on Tuesdays. It works in these regions, but not in those regions. The science is different in Canada than it is literally everywhere else in the world. This isn't science. This is a cult. And they needed a cult because what they really want out of that cult is mass formation. There's a brilliant bit in the prisoner show that my good friend Michael Sarian brought up to me years ago, and I just stuck with me. And he goes, Look, there's this episode, I should find the clip, where the guy says repeatedly, because he's asking, What do you want? What do you want with all of us? I'm not a number, I'm a man. And he's like, We want information. And then he says it two more times in formation. In formation. He's subliminally telling him, we want you information. We want you in mass formation. That's the goal. Anything will do. And if you can have a tangible, physical, talismanic symbol that people can just stick on their face to show that they are contrite 
and righteous and compliant and obedient and doing the greater good for the greater number, allegedly, according to the cult narrative. Then you can induce mass formation. You can induce mass formation psychosis. It's not a natural phenomena. It's induced. It's a science of how to, how to, it's like the science of how they know how to herd sheep or how to herd cattle, like cattle ranchers. You got four, four cattle ranchers, how to herd a whole herd of cattle. They, there's a science that they know of how to herd a group of otherwise independent chaotic things together so that they can herd them into a fence. That knowledge is known about the human species. And if you don't believe me, I could give you lots of homework on that subject. I just bought a whole box of books from my favorite used bookstore now. So this is a, this is, we can break it. You can break it by simply showing your face, show your smile. And when you talk to these people that have like the thing covering and you just see the big eyeballs, speak to their humanity, look them in the eyes with gentle eyes, not intense eyes, gentle. And just speak the truth in a calm, cool, collected voice. Unafraid, unwavering, shoulders back, eye contact, slight little smile, calm, relaxed face muscles, hands are down, no weight, big gestures. You're going to freak these people out. Just calm. Speak to their humanity. I would love to see your beautiful smile. I would love to see your face. My child needs to see your face the same way my child needs vitamin D from the sun and needs to put their feet in the sand and in the dirt. They need to see smiles. They need to see anger. They need to see the emotions of the human being. They need to learn how to develop empathy. They need to learn how to establish connection. And this destroys that. And this is all for a big 99% Really? We're going to lose humanity? We're going to stunt the development of our children. We're going to traumatize each other because you're afraid of something that is, is a boogeyman that doesn't exist. We're not playing this game anymore. Join humanity. Don't join the cyborgs. They're being turned into cyborgs. Do you want to live as a robot? Watch the movie Equilibrium with them and just go, this is a documentary of the future should this ship not be turned around. So speak with humanity. Speak with the facts. I'll arm you the best I can with everything I got over on my Telegram, all the specific links so you can just have them at your disposal. I see you guys posting the stuff in the chat as well. Thank you. Keep You guys probably have tons more than I do as well because I know I've got amazing uh, sleuths on these channels. And let's just keep, don't even think about quitting. Don't even think about it. The truth is on your side. The facts are on your side. What are they going to do? Fight back? It's going to be pathetic. These guys can't even breathe anymore. We don't even need to lift a finger. This is the ultimate judo technique of just redirecting an attack right back into them. And also the reason I use their science, because then you're going to go, Dave, you've said other times, that these scientific papers should, aren't be trusted because they're financed and everything. Yeah. There's, there's some good science being done. There's some medium-range science. There's some corrupted science. You've got to figure out which one's which. But in the end, I don't even care. I just like using their own science against them.
That's why I pull this up. That's why I pull up mainstream media, media articles. Because they're admitting it to you because secretly I know that these people have to tell you the truth. That's part of the ritual. They have to tell you the truth. They can't flat out lie. That won't work. They know that. They know human psychology. It has to have truth in it. So catch them at their own game. Catch them in the reveal and show people, hey, here's Fauci admitting it. Here's this person admitting it. Here's Trudeau not, he's taking the mask off right away. It's all for the cameras. Here's the studies in those peer-reviewed journals admitting it and then later writing other studies to say that it wasn't true. Let's look at the actual facts itself and the actual studies and how they were done and look at it. So use their own arguments against them. It's the best strategy. Don't even play videos of me saying this stuff. Play videos of Teresa Tam saying this or Fauci saying this or Burks saying this or publications coming out of these things that are saying so that because that's all people can trust. And then you say, hey, if they're willing to admit this, what are they willing to not admit? Like, we didn't even get to that part yet. That's purple belt and above, man. So start with the basics. Speak the humanity. People don't, they tune out with real complex information. I give it to you guys because I know you guys are detectives and we're all trying to figure this out and we're having a very serious, adult, real scientific conversation here. But when you speak to your normie friends and family and you're trying to help them and you should make it basic, keep it about money and incompetence. Just start in the beginning, give them the Vanguard argument. It's the best. It's the best. It's over. Like I've woken up so many more people with that than I have breaking down Ted Gunderson, human trafficking, satanic cults, ancient history, advanced scientific studies. That's, that's like, you got to, Save that for people who are already in the know. When you're waking, talking to normie people, use basic stuff. Keep it slow. Keep it mainstream. There's plenty. There's plenty. These people debunk themselves every day, so it's easy. So I hope that helps you guys. I hope that gives you something in your arsenal. Um, and uh, let's, let's keep fighting this. Make sure we don't let this stuff come back. And we still do have mask mandates on airplanes in Canada. And there's still the, the mask thing still lingers in certain places. So let's just put a nail in the heart of this thing and, and get rid of it once and for all. And the only thing that can do that is the truth. So let's start there. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. I'm not sure when my next show will be because I'm going to be traveling a little bit um, within Canada because I'm not allowed to leave the country. And then uh, I'll be back probably end of August. I'll be in and out. You can catch me definitely on my Telegram channel and my Twitter. I am at Truth Warrior Dad on Twitter. So if you want to follow me there, those are my two mains. And uh, other than that, I'll catch you guys around. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Love you lots. Truth wins. Cheers.